thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the sultan of socializing. He is the king, <laughs> Dr. Damien Christoph. Hi, Damo. Hi, oh, P. So good to be here with you again. I love actually those introductions, even though I get very embarrassed by them. I love hearing what you come up with. So You are. That's you amazing. Are the sultan of socializing. Oh, there mate. Absolutely. No shadow of a doubt that you are the most social bloke I know. I don't know that I can say you're the most social girl I know because I know girls that are just socializing all the time, my sister being one of them. Yeah. But of all of, the, yeah. <laughs> of all of the men in the world that I know, you are the king of socializing and I thought this episode would be wise if we dedicated it to the importance of an active social life because I get a feeling that there's people at it that are really struggling with this right now. Mm, yeah, absolutely. There are heaps of people. People surrounding themselves with thousands of friends but never seeing any of them. So, yep. uh, yeah. And you this, see it all the time. You see it all the time. There's a lot of feedback uh, coming to me at the moment about people that, that uh, they've almost become addicted to this belief that social media socializing is okay. Yep. And I'm not here to say that it's not okay. I'm here to say, like, because you and I both love our social media. Yes. Um, but it's not a supplement to real, real social life. And there's no, there's no supplement to, you know, that look in your eyes or that handshake or that hug or that touch or that conversation, that unedited conversation, you know? Yeah, and it is. It's so edited. In fact, sometimes you go back and you see what people have posted and they've edited it. Mm-hmm. Because it is edited. I do. I do it all the time. Do you? Yeah. Well, oh, totally. Well, if I if I go to to write something and I write it in my own words, and I've I've got no filter. <laughs> you know that. Like yeah. this podcast is a perfect example. I've got no filter whatsoever. Yeah. So if I if I sometimes transfer that non filterness into social media, it's either like sometimes I feel like I'm either giving people a solution when they actually don't want a solution, they just want to be heard, well, which you listen, can tell when you're fix. listening, right? Yes, yes. yes. listen, don't fix. But I think that's so much easier to pick up on in a real conversation than in, than in social media. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. If somebody writes something on there, you automatically assume that they're after some kind of response, right? So if so they write, they go, yeah, life on. sucks or, you know, a spider bit my dog and now it needs surgery, like, yeah. they're not telling you you know, I would I would think that people aren't telling you those sorts of things because they don't want someone else to comment. You know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. you, you kind of go in there trying to trying to fix something, and all of a sudden that's kind of become the norm. Is that as soon as somebody says to you something, you try to fix it? Now yes. we've been experiencing <laughs> Facebook for what is it a decade now? It must be a decade, yeah, and maybe. Uh, maybe maybe something like that. Maybe less. I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. even know. It feels... oh, it's, yeah, I'm thinking. Oh gosh, is time flying so much? It's like a hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a hundred years. It's been a lot of conversations, but I, I, you are one hundred and seventy-five. So, well, I yeah. remember. I think my timeline goes back to two thousand nine, so it's got to be five years, maybe. Yeah, right. years, So, but you're multitasking again, aren't you? How are you scrolling through Facebook? I'm looking at a screen, and you are a blank screen, and you're scrolling through Facebook, working out how long you've been on there for. No, I'm actually not. I, the reason why oh, I right. think I know that is, I don't know why I know that, but anyway, I. Uh, 
I, what I am actually doing is I've got a, a picture of you in my in my Skype box on the left, and then I've got my letter that I'm writing to all of my practice members and people who have subscribed to my website and all that sort of stuff to tell them all about the Exceptional Life Blueprint. So oh, you're I, still multitasking. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the uh, the whole social life thing is very interesting because um, – you see people actually engaging a lot. They might be sitting with two people or three people or just one other person having a coffee and both of them on Facebook, Instagram and and uh, the conversations oh. with other people, not even with the person that's actually there. And then all of a sudden, you know, they break into conversation. It's like, hashtag, how awesome was that? <laughs> 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 hashtag, my dick was blind. And, uh, you know, so... It's funny uh, because okay. the conversations have, have changed so much and there's such a lack of conversation these days. So, so okay, I've got to put myself out there straight <laughs> away though and go, we've all done this, right? Yes. So, so we're not, you and I aren't standing on our high horse. I'm not on a pedestal, leg, heck no. Right, going, you know, we don't do this. Like mm. I've been on a train when everyone else has been on the same train, everyone on their phone. Yes. All I'm asking is. Texting each other. Is it texting each other going, how awesome is this? Hey, hey, how you doing? So Good. What, what's it going to take? What's it going to take for us as a collective? Because one per, wait, what's it going to take for us as a collective to actually start meaningfully engaging again? Or, or do I put it out there and go, are we probably never going to, we're never going to back and we're never going to go back there. And it's going to be this whole part in my pun, which is everywhere at the moment to be the exception to the rule with socializing. Are we going to be the weirdos that actually have real conversations over dinner that turn our phones off that we don't let the kids play on the iPad and we all actually get all the kids and the adults mixing together and socializing like the good old days. Is that Mm. going to have to be the exception to the rule? And we just let everyone else, you know, do their hashtags and their nonverbal communication. Mm. Like, is that sure. where we're heading? Like, is, or is that already where we are? I mean, I think we're there. It's a bit sad, isn't it? I feel a bit sad. Well, I feel down <laughs> about that. I, I, I just... You don't have to worry because you you have a beautiful way of engaging meaningfully with people. But like, I'm just this is kind of the whole thing is like we if we can't if we can't if we're not going to change as a collective, we, it doesn't mean we have to go and join the mob and do it. But the, the, the examples of, of the power of socializing, like for me, Damo, like, and I'm sure for you, they don't get, they're not lost on me. Like as an example, right, just give you an example. The weekend just gone, we had three, three social engagements. We had a, a catch-up with someone we did the breakthrough, Martini's breakthrough with oh, uh, a few years ago. And yeah. then we had a birthday party for a five-year-old. And then nice. yesterday we caught up with the beautiful Kate and Anthony Golay oh, uh, for the day. Great people. So we had three social engagements and there was a part of me, right? And I think the, the today's world part of me that's like, oh, gosh, like that's a lot. Like, well, no, wonder three... you didn't, no wonder you didn't respond to my Facebook message. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> there were three things on and then I was like, no, hold on. Actually, like this is almost like the meaning of life. Like don't think that you – this is not don't, – don't sit in your house and like not socialize. Like mm. get out there. Like do it and you've got – Three totally different experiences. One was with a, a young mum. One was with a you know a five year old and all of his friends, and one was with another family. So it's like enjoy that kind of the the different change in 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 it, and enjoy the um, uncertainty and enjoy the kids screaming one minute and then kids laughing and playing the next and like just roll with it. But it's so easy, and this is where a lot of the feedback is. It's so much easier to just sit at your keyboard and chat with your friends. Mm, mm. 
I know. I feel like driving, I, flying or driving to Byron right now. I'm just sitting there chatting with you and recording live oh. on, a, on a Yeti mic instead of a road. <laughs> you're so right though it's interesting watching children because they fall into playtime and conversation really easily provided they don't have that other screen time stimulation because without yeah. screen time stimulation they're there they're present yeah. um it's the same it's amazing how a five inch screen can just like, totally dominate your life it's <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> especially with the, you know this new iphone 6 that's coming or the iphone 6 plus you know, they made it sound even better. Yeah. It's better than the iPhone 6 because it's got a plus next to it. And um, it means <laughs> it's, it's like the it's, new Thermomix. It's bigger. It's got that's, a digital screen and it remembers <laughs> what you did last time. That's right. And it's got the um, recipe book built in, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, there's all these things that try to hook you, you know, the new operating systems and all that sort of stuff that hook you in to thinking that you're going to be able to communicate more effectively and, and have better, stronger friendships. But really, in reality, and this is amazing, is I see people doing these culls on Facebook. Though. They cull all these people. They go... If you're really my friend, then you'll like this. Oh, yeah. And they like, put the oh ultimatum. They put the, the Facebook ultimatum out. <laughs> Do they realize that maybe their Facebook post goes to maybe 5% or 10% of the people that actually that they, that like them in the first place? There's hardly anybody yeah. that actually sees it. So all of a sudden, they set themselves up for this you know, almighty crash and fall because four people like it. And they realize they've only got four friends in the whole entire planet. Um, and it's not true. They've got heaps yep. of people that just don't want to engage with them all the time on Facebook. So in, in, in Facebook has become a bit of a trap, hasn't it? And there's nothing nothing beats touch. And, uh, and beats touch, touch. touch makes you thrive. Have you ever had a hug from someone? You know, or you, I'm sure you have. Um, but you've had a, a, had a, a few, cuddle. I've had a few in my time. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. But you know when you, you, you get this electric, it's this massive charge. You, know, you feel so good because you actually get to exchange energy you know, through yeah. touch. And you don't get that through social media or an email or a text message. Well, you know that example, um, there's a story and I was telling you about this earlier, that, um, so you know about it clearly, but um, the, the example of the twins. So a couple of twins yeah. were born so yes. many years ago. I think chiropractors use this a lot. I probably learned it from a chiropractor. Um, but a couple of twins were born and um, one of them was going well, one of them was really struggling. No one really knew what to do and so a young nurse came along, I forget her name, but a young nurse came along. She was working in the middle of the night. She thought, I'm going to put these two twins next to each other. And at the moment she did it, the twin that was going beautifully innately put its arm around its brother or sister, pardon me for forgetting, put its arm around and almost uh, immediately the twin who was struggling's heart rate began to regulate normally and its function started to improve and all because of physical touch and having a loved one close to it. Nice, hey. You know, and I'm like, that's just a beautiful example of just how important it is to give a hug, give a high five, actually look at someone's smile or look them in the eye and like feel that feeling, like feel that beautiful love hormone oxytocin like running through your body and going, how good is this? Which you just can't actually get. (laughs) Is it oxytocin that's the love hormone? Yeah, oxytocin, the hormone of love. So when you're at dinner, when I... When I have dinner with you, like even right now, because this <laughs> isn't oxytocin so, the hormone that happens when you're about to when you're trying to give birth? Yeah, but if you and I, right, like right now, because you're loving this conversation as much as I am, I've got even oxytocin. us male demos, us males demo, I feel like have, I'm going to give birth. Have trace amounts of oxytocin <laughs> really? running through our body. Oxytocin, and it's exactly the same. You, wow. you Google this, right? No, Google this. Well, Google. I, tr- no, 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 I trust just, you, Batman. Another another example is. The same oxytocin 
is the hormone that runs through your body when you're having, you know, ever have those like like mini euphoric moments at a dinner? And often it might be uh, because the meal is just so good or the conversation is so great or the people you're with just really push your buttons. It might be a meal that you've been, you know, planning for a year, like that once a year meal that, where you, pe- you see people that you only see once a year and you just sit back and you're just like, how good is this? Like, and you're just feeling the love in the room. That's yeah. oxytocin. That's the good feelings, and that's what you cannot get with, you know, even even the most awesome experience on Facebook. And maybe you can get. I'm not going to say categorically that you can't, but you don't have other people around you that you can touch and look at and feel and hug and all those things. And it's, um, I just think it's yeah, it's oh so powerful, particularly in today's age. Yeah, hey, that's uh, that's spot on. I love that. I'm going to Google that. Yeah, just, I just want to understand more about it. I think that's lovely. It's great. In fact, when I say I'm going to, I already have, and uh, and it's <laughs> because you wouldn't expect anything less, right? But there's a beautiful photo of a girl and a guy hugging, cuddling, because they, you know, they also call it the cuddle hormone, apparently. And yeah, nice. um, beautiful photo, and you can, I can feel the oxytocin just from this photo. Yes, I, I like it. I love it, oxytocin. But- yeah, we can't. Let's just say, like, can't categorically dismiss the power of technology to incite emotions and then obviously hormonal responses within us. Yeah. Um, but again, there's just nothing like the real thing. There's mm. absolutely nothing like the real thing. There's another story of a. Um, I think. Do you remember that example I always use, like over and over, of the uh, that whole seven and a half years perception of aging, um, Yale School of Public Health study. You know, if you think you're if you think your worst user in front of you, yep. that will generally come true. Yes. There's another study by the same lady. They got a group of, um, I think they were all men, and they were in their 70s, let's say, and they had, and they put like 10 of them back in a, a big house, and they all um, had to relive their like 20s and 30s. So they actually had to go back. I think it was like to the 1930s. And so they had to go back and they, and they made the whole house as if it was in the 1930s. They, all of the decor, all of the food, all of the packaging, everything. And they had to literally live like they were back in the what we would call the good old days. They had to relive the sporting moments. So who won in America? So who won the horse races? Who won the um, gridiron, the baseball? Uh, they had to talk about the war. Um, they literally relived it all and they found that just by going back to the good old days, their cholesterol levels improved, their blood mm, pressure improved, nice. their memory improved, um, their happiness levels improved and then they got a different group of people just to literally catch up and talk about it um, and they found that it was so much, um, that the differences were you know nowhere near as strong as the people that really immerse themselves in it. And so they weren't saying you've got to go back and live in the good old days. They're more saying you have to associate such levels of pleasure like and, and grace and like I suppose joy from your past experiences or just peace with your past experiences that you can go back there and actually really feel quite enthusiastic about the experiences that you, that you had. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. It's great. So I just think it's just it's oh so powerful to just – you know, catch up, have meaningful conversations with people, people that you love, give 10 hugs a day, enjoy every single hug, be present with people, enjoy social media, enjoy technology. Again, we wouldn't be, the wellness couch wouldn't be happening without it, 100 Not Out wouldn't be happening without it. Love it for what it is but also make a real effort to to socially engage because your health depends on it. Like that's the thing, like your health truly does depend on it. Whether you can feel it or not, whether you can see it or not, your actual physical well-being 
is highly dependent on your ability to have meaningful engagements with others. Mm. Oh, so true, so true. You know, um, when you've, you've been away for a little bit and you haven't seen someone for a long time and you're still on the sense of euphoria, like you've, you've, say you've traveled the world, traveled yes. the world and you think that life can't get any better. Life can't yep. get any better. It's been amazing. You've taken all these photos, you've posted on Facebook, you've Instagrammed it all, you've tweeted a few. <laughs> you've done all of that. The world kind of knows what you've been up to, but you get home and you see your mum or your dad at the airport or you see, you know, your friends at the, yes. you know, at the airport and you get that big embrace, that big cuddle. Yep. You know, and then, you, and then you go and share all of those feelings and all of that emotion, everything that you, you learned overseas while you're traveling. Like, yeah. and bring them to the good times and share all of your great feelings. Everybody feels great. It's that whole thing about summer as well. There's a whole lot of touch and people are outside actually oh, hanging out with each other. Yeah. You know, you get, you get that amazing feeling by being outside and being fresh and seeing people actually, you know, engaging in someone else's, you know, gaze as they walk past and is kind of, you say, good morning. It's, it's an yes. amazing feeling. Like, I feel, I love it. You know, I've been walking along. I don't know if you've seen – hey, mate, I don't know if you've been following me on Facebook, but I've been taking some photos. Yeah, um, you took a photo of the bee. How's the bee, right? Man, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, right? So I've been taking these photos just trying to represent Melbourne in springtime and uh, because I love Melbourne and I love springtime. And so I've been out and about. But I tell you what, nothing floats my boat more when people stop and look and go, what are you taking a photo of? And I go, oh, check out this bee, you know? And they go, wow. And so I took photos of these bees or like yesterday I took this beautiful photo of this flower and Amber's yeah. going, what are you doing? I go, I'm taking this photo of the flower. Can you see the web in the background of the flower? And only, I don't know if anybody's actually noticed that, but you can see the web in the background of the, of the flower, the fibers, oh, and, and it's beautiful. Yeah. But when I looked up and someone was looking at me taking a photo, I've gone, good morning. They've gone, good morning. And it's that. It's, you know, it's, yes. it's that. It's the, it's the human interaction, that immediate exchange, electric thunderbolt of exchange of energy when you say good morning to somebody or hello or smile. Um, when you lift your eyes away from your device, it's an incredible feeling. Interestingly, um, I, you know, we we know that little Charlie, Charlie, Charlie yes. John was born. Was it last week? Now, goodness, last week. By the time this goes to air, yeah, far out. That's gone fast. He's getting old, and uh, <laughs> the best of his life's in front of him. And um, and I said, I said to my brother, send me some photos. Like the little Charlie had only been born yeah. for like an hour or something. I said, send me some photos. Right? <laughs> no pressure. He doesn't have anything else to do. He hasn't even got a smartphone, right? He's got a Nokia. <laughs> and you're joking. No. Nah, he's, he's the only brother on the planet who hasn't got a smartphone. So I couldn't even get, I couldn't get a photo. So I actually oh, had to see him. Had to, <laughs> had to go and see him in real life. Which was mm. good anyway. So I went to check and adjust him. I did that at home, not in the hospital because he'd left hospital. And yep. uh, so I went and checked and adjusted him. Beautiful, you know, beautiful, healthy, fit baby, a little subluxation on the right-hand side of his neck, subluxation on the left-hand side of his pelvis. And uh, checked him beautifully, slept, fed amazingly, but the touch was way better than any other photo yeah. I could have got. You know what I mean? Love it. Love that. Love it. Damo, that is probably a beautiful way to finish up. You got me at electric thunderbolt of energy exchange, mate. I absolutely love that. And I think you cannot replicate the the simplicity of um, human connection in any other way than mm-hmm. the real thing. So thanks so much for your wisdom as always, Damo. Good on EMP. Great episode. I absolutely loved it. We could go on about it forever, but we've got another uh, great uh, episode coming up next week because we're just about to interview Sister Madonna Buddha. Oh, how's that? 
Lady Madonna. I can't wait, actually. It's going to be cool. You know, the, yeah, the... I've told a few people about this interview. They're like, oh, I wish I could be there with you. I know, so I know. Anthony Galay is like, oh, he did an Ironman with her. He did, he did Kona Hawaii oh, with Sister yeah. Madonna. So he's like, oh, that's awesome. Tune in for next week. Yeah, so next week's going to be great. 84-year-old uh, nun, Sister Madonna, the oldest ever human being to complete an Ironman triathlon. So that's on 100 on out next week. Remember, folks, we would love to hear your feedback. You can provide in any number of ways. The best way is to go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com mm. forward slash 100 not out. Also, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out, but that is all letters. Also, if you've liked this episode, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or subscribe to the podcast. Check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.